And welcome to the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast. My name is Bex and I love books and hopefully you do as well. On today's episode, we're going to be telling you about some amazing new books that are out this month. Plus, I have got a very special author for you. The author, in fact, of our Fun Kids Book of the Month. It's Benjamin Dean. He's written a book called The Secret Sunshine Project and it's awesome. So let's have a chat with him now, shall we? All right, I am joined right now by author and writer Benjamin Dean. You might know him from his book, Me, My Dad and the End of the Rainbow. He's got a brand new book out called The Secret Sunshine Project. Hey, Benjamin, how are you doing? Hi, I am good, thank you. How are you? I am good. I am really excited for your book because I've seen it in loads of bookshops. It is everywhere. (laughs) It's been quite fun. This is like the best part about a book coming out. You get to go out and see it in the shops and hopefully it's on a table or in a window. So um, yeah, it's been really, really fun to go around and kind of see the book and bring a bit of sunshine out there. Oh my goodness. And do you, I mean, if I was you, I'd do this. Do you go around shops and like kind of scout out your book, maybe move it to the front of the window perhaps? Um, I haven't yet climbed into the window <laughs> to kind of do anything untoward that I shouldn't be doing. Um, fortunately, I mean, book sh- bookshops and booksellers have been so supportive. So um, I've I've seen the book in windows and on tables. Um, I do go in and scout it out and I kind of go in and if I see it and it's very quiet, I ask if I can maybe sign some copies. Nice. I really enjoy signing copies of my books. So <laughs> if you give me a bit of paper, I'll just scribble on it. So uh, yeah, <laughs> to sign books is great. I love the idea that people will maybe find a random like hidden copy with your name in it just because you were like, well, I just fancied signing a book. Uh, yeah, no, honestly, I just, I think because my first book came out in the middle of lockdown when shops were closed, mm. I would take any advantage to go and scribble in a book. It still feels very naughty when I do it. I feel like <laughs> I shouldn't be doing it, but um, I always ask permission before I scribble in it. So no panic. <laughs> All right. You're, you're a good one there. Uh, so tell us about the new book then. You've got uh, some lovely characters, B and Riley. Um, can you tell us where it kicks off for them? Yeah, so the Secret Sunshine Project um, follows 12-year-old B, and at the very beginning of the story, um, her sister, 16-year-old Riley, blurts out over dinner that she thinks she has a crush on a girl at school. And so as a way of kind of making her feel... Uh, good about herself and like it's not something that should be othered um, their parents decide that they should take them all on a day out to London Pride so at the very beginning of the book we have a nice magical day out at London Pride Riley has a great time um, but then unfortunately by the time we get to chapter two um, the story's moved forward by a year and dad has sadly passed away and so the family are kind of forced to move to the countryside and in with Gran and everyone's dealing with their grief in different ways so it's all about finding the sunshine in your life again is kind of putting it in a nutshell. Oh, well summarised. I think we barely need to do anything else. No, we will, obviously. Um, so you you get this kind of like real change, don't you, from going from the city and pride to to a little village where maybe it's a little a little bit more different. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely, it's kind of like the reverse for me because I grew up in a place that was not too dissimilar from St. Regent's Vale, which is the village. Um, when I was very, very young, I was from a, a little market town and they used to have an annual flower parade. So right. once a year, it was. it's kind of like the, my first experience of pride, except it wasn't a pride, it was a flower parade. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think when I was thinking about what story I wanted to tell, and I knew I wanted to tell something about bringing pride to a smaller place for the first time, um, I got thinking about the flower parade from the place that I'm from. And um, yeah, I started to build it up from there. So being able to go from the city of London and then go into the countryside felt very interesting to explore. It's like the reverse of me. Yeah, I can imagine. And you've also got this lovely setup of your two your two sisters, B and, and Riley. And, and Riley's not really loving being there, but B wants to help her out as much as she can and to cheer her up, basically. 
Yeah. Um, so there's this kind of like through line throughout the book of um, using colors to describe moods. Their mum is an artist and she encourages them to talk to her about how they feel. And if they can't find the words, then they should like pick a color. And at the very beginning of the book, um, when we're at Pride, Riley says she feels all the colors of the rainbow. And she, so that means she's very, very happy. But by the time we get to St. Regent's Vale in chapter three, I think it is, uh, she says her mood is black and very dramatic. But you know, as you are as a teenager, you sure. kind of a bit like the whole world is out to get you um and i know i definitely had moments where my mood was black when i was a teenager so um yeah uh, b will do anything to kind of bring a smile to her sister's face and she knows she really wants to go to pride so she just thinks well what a great idea to bring pride to us instead of having to travel to london You've also got a little, a little bit of a villain in this as well, the, the village kind of matriarch. <laughs> I had so much fun. I bet. <laughs> um, because in my last book, uh, Me, My Dad and the End of the Rainbow, it was very just um, exploring identity and exploring change and separation, etc. So this time around, I was like, I really want a villain. I want someone who's mean, who stands in the way and who's kind of like power hungry. And so I'd kind of inspired by the likes of Cruella de Vil and Miss Trunchbull from Matilda. Um, I really wanted to have someone who was in charge of this village and wants everything her own way and has never really been challenged otherwise. So um, I know Bee's gran is very um, up for the fight, but mm-hmm. she uh, otherwise Rita has never been challenged by anybody. So now. I'm going to ask you. So I'm from a pretty small market town as well, a little village outside of a little market town. And I've met these women. I was wondering whether you'd maybe had any real life um, influences. Um, definitely for the grand character. The grand character is absolutely based off my own grand. My grand is a small Irish woman who maybe swears a little bit too much. So I <laughs> that into the book because it's a children's book but um yeah she is very um she's she loves to protect her family and she's very outspoken and she doesn't stand for any nonsense so the grand character was so easy and fun to write because it was kind of like just thinking of my own gran and the experiences that i've seen of her protecting us as i was growing up so um definitely the grand character is based on my own gran so obviously this is a big book about pride and, and kind of finding yourself. And so what was your first pride event that you went to? Oh, wow. Um, my first pride was I went to Birmingham Pride when I was, I think I just turned 18 in the, in the November and I think Birmingham would have been in the May. So I, uh, it was just before I went to uni. It was my first experience of ever being surrounded by um, other gay people or queer people, um, other people from the LGBTQ plus community. And it was without doubt one of the best days of my life still I hold it so dear to me now just because it was my first time of being I remember turning the corner onto the street where we were kind of going through the gates and seeing this huge crowd of people and just feeling like in a very cliche way that I was like at home which is how Riley feels in the book as well um I just remember thinking all these people are like me in one way or another and I feel like I I really fit in here and I'd never really had that experience growing up before. So um, yeah, going to Birmingham Pride was just a life-changing experience for me and every Pride ever since then has made me feel like I belong somewhere, which I really, really um, kind of look forward to feeling when I go. And I think also, I think that's what you probably do in the books as well, that, you know, for the LGBTQ plus community, for for younger people reading it, you probably bring that sense of inclusion into a wider market, I imagine. Yeah, um, it's been so great. Um, I've been into a lot of schools over the last uh, couple of weeks and um, I was really nervous to do it. You know, public speaking, you stand up in front of kind of like Mm -hmm. school kids and it can be really daunting. But um, I've been welcomed in all of these schools and it's so amazing seeing kids kind of be able to relate 
uh, parts of themselves to characters in my book, no matter who that character might be. Um, and just to be able to see themselves, something that I say to them, um, I've been asked quite a few times about my inspirations for writing the book. And I've always said to them, when I was younger, I didn't really see characters who look like me on the cover of books mm-hmm. or characters who I could identify with. And it, may, it makes you feel alone. It makes you feel like you are othered when you can't find yourself in the pages of a book or on the screens of your favorite TV shows. So when I came to writing my books, um, especially me and my dad and the, the Rainbow and the Secret Sunshine Project, I wanted to make sure that every person would be able to find just a little bit of themselves in somebody. And so it makes you feel less alone, which I hope I've been able to give back to kids who maybe feel like I did when I was growing up. Oh, it's it's such an important book, honestly, and it's so lovely. Um, but before I let you go, every author who comes to Fun Kids, I do have a little game I play with them, like a kind of um, a this or that game, like quick fire round of questions. Oh, absolutely. Is I'm okay? very, yes. Yes. All right. Brilliant stuff. To be honest, had you said no, I would have probably done it anyway. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we go first up books or kindles uh, books I bought a kindle and then put it in a drawer and never used it I just I have to be holding a book to read it otherwise I can't read it I did the same thing I don't know where it is anymore my poor little kindle in the dark somewhere uh, heroes or villains oh I'm going to be controversial and say villains I think villains have a much more interesting backstory usually and I really enjoy the um, kind of thinking about them as a character and why they are the way they are oh good answer film adaptation or TV adaptation Oh, TV adaptation <laughs> uh, because you can kind of fit more in. You've got episodes, so hopefully, if it's like six or eight episodes, you've got more chance to fit all of your book in there. Yeah, no, that's a good shout. Writing or reading? Writing. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. Reading, um, <laughs> mostly because I write all the time and I don't have as much uh, time to read as I as I would like to anymore. Um, especially when you're under deadline. So I absolutely love kind of getting lost in a book all over again and feeling that magic of it pulling you in. Excellent. Uh, laptop or write by hand? Oh, absolutely a laptop. Uh, I have a friend who writes by hand and I do not know how she does it, but uh, I am all for ease and efficiency. So laptop. Oh, the cramp would be horrific. Um, do you prefer writing about celebrity gossip or writing kids books? <laughs> uh, I prefer writing kids books. Celebrity gossip is fun to tweet about more than it is to write about. In- <laughs> so uh, yeah, writing kids books, tweeting celebrity gossip. <laughs> Great answer. Uh, write nine to five or do you write when you fancy? Uh, now I write when I fancy because I no longer have a nine to five job. So right. I very much enjoy picking out when, I, when I'm going to write. Um, I probably should do nine to five, but I did, absolutely do not. <laughs> uh, Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? Uh, I'm going to go Paddington, but controversially, I've never seen the movies Paddington. What? So I know, and everyone, sh- all my friends shout at me. They say it's a great movie and the sequel's even better. But um, because they all love it so much, I'm going to say Paddington. That's, I mean, to be honest, a lot of people actually normally say Paddington, but they say I've never read the books, I've just seen the films. So you've done it either way around. That's very no, Honestly, I feel so bad. Everyone's going to be shouting as listening to this. But. Um, honestly, your friends are right. You should definitely watch the second one, especially. Uh, if oh, only for Hugh Grant, just having a lovely time. Um, that's absolutely, you've sold it. I'll go and watch it right now. Please do. Finally, the last one is the big one. Uh, this is the important thing salt and vinegar or cheese and onion oh i would have said cheese and onion. no yeah cheese and onion still salt and vinegar is catching up but cheese and onion yeah. oh it's a shame because salt and vinegar is the best in uh, my opinion 
I can't believe we got this far without fighting and now we have to just go to war. Yeah, that, that was that was the end of the interview. I'm going to terminate it early. Done. Um, no, I'll let you off. It's fine. Um, because you said sort of vinegar was catching up. So I feel like, you know, maybe next time I interview you, you'll, you'll be there. <laughs> Absolutely. As my as my taste palette matures, I feel like salt and vinegar is, is getting up there. So we're good. Yes, come join me in the salt and vinegar gang. Um, well, Benjamin, thank you so much for chatting to us about your new book, Secret Sunshine Project. Like we mentioned, it's in literally every bookshop I've ever walked past. Um, so congratulations. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much to Benjamin Dean. He was amazing and that book is brilliant. Definitely go and catch it while you can. Uh, before I go, I've got to recommend some brilliant new books for you. Now, this month, we've got The Fire Cats of London by Anna Farga. Now, young wildcats, Asta and Ash, find themselves captured and taken from their home in the forest to a special shop in the heart of London in the summer of 1666. Now, if you know your history, that's when quite a big thing happens. It is the year the Fire of London takes place. So this is an amazing story if you love cats, adventure, and of course, British history as well. Uh, Also, we've got The Misunderstanding of Charity Brown. That is by Elizabeth Laird, and it's inspired by Elizabeth's own childhood growing up in London. And it's all about, well, a kind of classic coming-of-age story. It's perfect for fans of the Skylarks War and also I Capture the Castle as well. In the book, you got Charity. Her life is about to change because her family have been left a huge rambling house by a mysterious benefactor. Her parents want to move in and throw open the doors to help lots of needy people. But what will happen with charity? You have to go and read the book to find out. That's pretty much it for today's Bookworms podcast. Thank you so much if you've listened. Remember, like, subscribe and follow us wherever it is you get your podcast from. We'll be back super soon. Bye. <laughs>